0: Today on What Chaos? A lot of people are having a bad time in Ottawa. Same with Nicholas Backstrom in DC. Same with Carter Hart's midsection.
1: Kevin Weeks has our attention with a report on the World Cup of Hockey.
0: Click subscribe and like everywhere you can. Chaos! Listen to that cook. Just listen to that cook like Matt. It's what? Chaos, DJ Bean, Pete Blackburn, second episode. And Pete, since we last spoke, the Senators lost a first-round pick and their general manager, Nicholas Backstrom, stepping away from hockey due to injury. Flames are kind of on blow-up watch. Carter Hart hurt versus the Sabres. But we need to begin with the penguins being so bad that a team beat them and still fired their general manager <laughs> the shit has hit the fan in ottawa
1: it's a mess man the the senators if you're a senator's fan right now i apologize it's got to be in a horrible excruciating
0: existence for that they team. had the hamburglar they get to <laughs> that those vibes last for like 20 years when you have the hamburglar
1: I don't know. I mean, like that team has undergone so many changes, so many scandals, so many like just little annoyances. And this was supposed to be their year where it's like, all right, we're going to be good. Things are going to start taking shape. And we hit November 1st and
0: literally everything is just hitting the wall. Well, one of the consistent ish things was Pierre Dorian. And he's gone now. We should give a rundown of everything that happened. So as I said, the Senators are going to lose their first round pick in one of the upcoming drafts. And it stems over the next three years. Yeah, and they get to pick. So like
1: 24 hours before uh, the NHL draft lottery, they have to announce their intentions to give up that year's pick or keep
0: it. It's the only pick they get to make that year which is them (laughs) picking which year they lose. No, they're going to be picking high in the second round, though. A cool
1: option would be like, hey, you either give us your first round pick or you give us the next six.
0: Uh, Make them think about it. Yeah, kick it down the road. Um, It all stems, the loss of the first round pick stems from their involvement in a failed trade. You could say lack of involvement, too. Uh no, like I'll say like it's their involvement in the uh, Vegas Golden Knights trade of Evgeny uh, ye- ye- Dadnov to the Ducks.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying I'm like making a joke about the fact that they like weren't involved in giving
0: the list, and so th- their lack of involvement in their own trade that <laughs> yeah, then made them trade, extremely yeah. involved in another team's trade. Give a quick rundown for yeah, people so, who don't know. Yeah, uh,
1: so the senator signed Evgeny Dadnov mm-hmm. uh, and or. Da- Dadonov, everybody's nobody. The last nobody's couple sure. of days,
0: <laughs> it, the pronunciation. Uh, I always knew it to be Dadonov, and then and people called it I've Dad Dadonov. Yeah, um, both are on the table. Although in this podcast, you will find we care heavily about yeah. getting people's names right and pronouncing them
1: correctly. Oh, so our cartons just fell down. Uh, Dadonov was signed by the Senators. The Senators uh, later traded him to the Golden Knights failed to inform the golden knights that he had a 10 team no trade clause mm-hmm. in which the anaheim ducks were on that 10 team no trade clause but since the golden knights mm-hmm. didn't know that they tried to trade him to the anaheim ducks about a year later mm-hmm. and then uh dad was like yo you can't trade me to the ducks because i have a no trade clause and they're on it." on it and so that trade had to be nullified and it was just like a huge debacle we didn't even know that the senators were involved in that trade falling apart until like fairly recently this whole thing was kind of dead in the water for about a year year
0: and a half year Year and and a half
1: yeah and nobody was thinking about it and then recently uh it came out that the nhl was investigating and found that the senators and specifically i guess Pierre Dorian mm-hmm. were at fault, like neg- negligence for not informing them of, of that no trade clause.
0: So the, the whole thing is a mess to me, even beyond the Senators. I'm confused. And obviously on Dorian's part, like that, I, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a team trading a guy and not giving all the information they, they can. And typically in other sports, when stuff comes up like that, it usually comes out right after and then the teams are allowed to undo the trade and work from there this didn't hit the fan until like a year later when they tried to make another trade but i'm confused by vegas in all of this because my understanding every year at the draft i'd ask like gms like have you gotten your lists and you get your lists from the players even if you're not going to trade them you want to know what that player's list is and if you're gonna talk about them come up in trades know who you can talk with know with whom you'd be wasting your time so i'm confused by vegas that they never like looked into what their contract is this stuff is all public record
1: i was gonna say like did he just like not check cap friendly because you can just go to CapFriendly.com and find out if somebody has a, a modified no trade clause, a ten team no trade clause, and they have like all those details there, I went and I looked at uh, Dadnov's page. It said that he had a modified no trade clause with ten teams. Mm. So were the ducks on? <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> Who is so, on it? But I mean, like, I guess the league d- had an investigation and looked into it, and they found negligence. So I don't, you know, I don't know what I, I'd be interested to find out, like, what sort of negligence prevented the Golden Knights from. Accessing that information.
0: I will say that there's also been things with like GMs and teams where things, little things will happen. And I don't want to use specific examples because I don't want to embarrass anybody where you're like, but you knew this rule, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, but you knew that thing. And it, you, you just don't know if it's an oversight or pure stupidity on their part. Uh, I, I always understood peer. Dorian to be a pretty competent executive like this is out of the ordinary although it's not out of the ordinary for the senators which we'll talk about in a little bit just because they've been going through all sorts of shit, really post-Hamburglar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that that's like your, your dividing line of when things Like when wrong. things were good and when things were bad. And <laughs> I can't even remember. Did the hamburger
1: team make the playoffs? I think they didn't. Uh, I, no, I think they pushed and then they missed it. They, they had like, like an yeah. awesome miracle I run. I just remember Curtis Lazar eating a, a hamburger off the ice.
0: Yes, this people were throwing hamburgers on the ice. Now, for people who don't know, tell the hamburgers. I'm just kidding. No. Um, so uh, yesterday, once that came down, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say like –
1: um, while I, I agree with you that there's, there's something to be said about Vegas being so in the dark here, uh, in this situation, I, I also understand them being super pissed off because it happened at the time. Like, again, we're a couple of years removed from this being like, or a year and a half removed from this being kind of when it happened and when it was relevant. It's easy to forget because Vegas is the Stanley Cup cha- reigning Stanley Cup champion right now, but it's easy to forget like at that time, everybody hated Vegas. Everybody was very critical of Vegas in the way that they handled their players, the way that they handled transactions. Like this was post uh, Marc-Andre Fleury getting traded for nothing after winning the Vezina. It was like, this team is super cutthroat and they don't really care about their players. They don't, they're, they're operating like maniacs and they're not like abiding by league rules. So when the trade was nullified, they caught the brunt of like, what the fuck are these guys doing? And, and if like, it truly wasn't their fault, they definitely have a right to be pissed knowing how it reflected on them. And like, yeah, right now we can look back and be like, okay, they won the Stanley cup. Everything worked out for them. You know, Dadnov's not even like a, fucking he's on a different team completely not I mean, he involved scored in this thing. last night
0: for the stars he did yeah
1: but like what if what if like other players see that and they're like I don't want to sign with that team in free agency. They they don't fucking know what they're doing with any of their players, and they're not looking at no trade clauses and shit like that. I, I could understand w- how that would reflect extremely poorly on the Vegas Golden Knights and why they would want to rectify that.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously they ended up figuring it out and they ended up uh, trading him to the the Canadians eventually. But like when teams, like a, a, a general manager in an organization's worst fear is making a trade that doesn't go through but does become publicized because then it's just known okay like we didn't want you this happens in the NBA I feel like more than it does in other leagues but you'll be like you tried trading that dude he knows that and now that's your problem it's one thing if like a guy fails his physical it's like we tried it that's
1: kind of out of our hands If 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 the trade falls through because, like, you didn't do your due diligence as a general manager, we generally like to trust general managers that they know what they're doing, even if, like, we criticize their decisions sometimes. But, like, the operation standpoint, you like to think that your general manager knows what he's fucking doing and knows how to go through the proper steps.
0: Well, this was a very good... uh introduction or second introduction, reintroduction, whatever you want for uh, senator's owner, uh, Michael Andlauer, because mm-hmm. he ends up relieving kind of actually parting ways with that was what it ended up being. It was a mutual parting of ways, they which decided uh, both of them that uh, Pierre Dorian was. I, I'm not they, even going to get on the, like the, the phrasing of the parting ways thing because like if you, if everyone's mad at you and like you fucked up and you're not going to be able to go back to work the next day, as long as there's severance involved, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's call it a parting of the ways because I don't want to be back here. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's be honest here. Pierre Dorian was
1: extremely fired. It was not a mutual parting of ways. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was uh, from what I read, Anne Lauer sat down with Dorian and was like, "the the punishment for your negligence here is no less than you being fired. Yeah. Or like no less than you losing your job. And in that case, like what's what's more than that? What was what what's the step above that? Is he going to like publicly smear him? Yeah, I was going to say, like, is he going to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so and Lauer held a press conference in which he was pretty upset that he and the remaining senators organization has lost a first round pick mm-hmm. over something for which he was not present if this didn't happen under his watch so uh Ann lauer put that out there in a press conference take a look
2: i didn't do fucking shit i didn't rig shit i didn't fucking do this i'm not worried about it i'm not worried about any of this this world's fucking so fucked up i'm done do what you want pull the plug i'll kill you
0: Seems pretty pissed. Took like an hour and a half to do that. (laughs) Totally worth it. It was definitely worth it. I had to Photoshop uh, Ann Lauer out of his press conference, then Photoshop the uh, front of the podium out, put Tim Robinson in, and then put the front of the podium back over The best part
1: of it is that you hit us with a, wait, check this out. And then there was like an hour and a half gap between sending that text and then sending the video.
0: (laughs) Buddy, you should know me well enough. Like every second in that hour and a half... I was cooking, yeah. For like, I, 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 know I didn't that. like take. I didn't like and forget to do it or whatever. I, I just like locked. In me from and Sean there.
1: weren't like spamming you with like,
0: where is it? Texts yeah, well, no, they, we were, that we was literally the last text
1: that was sent. Like, yeah. But
0: I love like if you can get away with it. I love that being like the the creative clock. where like <laughs> yeah. that to me. Like I said, check this out, and then I sent you guys the thing. Whatever happened in between, and however much time passed in the real world whatever uh here is michael ann lauer's actual press conference
2: and my follow-up question to that would be you you just kind of mentioned how you never anticipated this you sort of inherited this situation Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of fans are wondering why you should have to this organization have to pay for something that happened 18 months ago not even on your watch. What would you say
0: to that? I totally agree with you. I have you, that's a that's a question you have to ask the NHL. Why it took a, a whole year since the hearing? Granted, it was a two-day hearing, 73-page reports. So it's not something that's just a slam dunk. Uh, I, you know, and the commissioner had a lot of time to deliberate on it and, and, and think about it. But why I inherited this is, is beyond me. Like uh, there's no reason for it to last that long. Um, I knew about it through the due diligence process, and it was basically, uh, from the seller's perspective, it was was really a non-issue. So (laughs) I don't know if first round is a non-issue to you guys, but it is to me.
2: I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I didn't fucking do this. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this. This world's fucking so fucked up. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. I'll kill you.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so I kind of get why he's like, look, I bought this team in between this shit going down and us getting punished for it. I think saying like, so we shouldn't get punished doesn't really make sense. And saying we should have just been punished earlier, you still would have like really been hurt by that yeah
1: no i mean it, yeah like if they take if they took the the pick away 12 months ago or whatever you're more like immediately
0: fucked honestly yeah because but, your current but, crop is worse but
1: like it, it does affect the valuation of, ah. of the team and i think that that from like a businessman perspective that's why he's pissed because that could have saved him some money had it been processed before this so like i love this guy i i love his energy yes. i love how pissy he is he has every right to be pissy uh especially like if they played down like the the you know the punishment um if they didn't inform him of the pinto investigation right we which haven't he says, even brought up the yeah pinto like thing. two investigations ongoing with like the senators and wrapped up in like within the past week and he didn't know about either of them when he bought the team like that's that's crazy. Like I said, he could have saved a bunch of money, and it just like it reflects really poorly. But I I love how honest and blunt he is in the press conference. I don't know how long that lasts. I think that that might be a product of him being new to the league yeah. and not like. I mean, I'm 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 almost positive that Gary Bettman was on the phone shortly after that press conference, being like, "Brother,
0: chill out." Oh yeah, and uh, people thought that he was going to get fined. He's really? not getting. He that there ended up being uh, no fine levied against him. I so agree with you though that like the th- winners and losers of all this. Losers, senators, Pierre Dorian, senators, senators, fans, senators. Winners, Michael Anlauer. That guy is yeah. cool as shit. He's got some Mike McDaniel vibes. If you're a uh, football fan, yeah. where he just kind of comes out there and he's like, "Hey gang, what's up with all this shit?" Right. Like what? I, uh, they took a pick away from me.
1: I I uh, I can't help, but I agree with you. But I can't help but think how how we were robbed. Like we could have had Ryan Reynolds up at the press conference. Sean, hit it, baby.
0: Hit.
1: I <laughs> asked
0: Chat GPT what that would look like. <laughs> That's that perfect. That is awesome. I told you I was sitting on a bit. <laughs> yeah. And this happens a lot between Pete and I. Anyway, just shared brain. Yeah, I asked Chat GPT, what would this have looked like if Ryan Reynolds were the owner? And is that ChatGPT or is it like the Bing search engine? It's uh Ch- Chat- shout out uh Kevin O'Connor. He held my hand through this because he's a big AI guy. Okay. Uh after doing this, by the way, I told Sean I got an email from American Express that said we found your information on the dark web. Uh so immediately. It may have I I'm, I'm not blaming Chat GPT. It could have come from something else. Uh but I paid money to join this service so they could render these images for us. So if we ever have these hypotheticals, we could do it. Uh, I put in there, I said, uh, what would it look like if Ryan Reynolds fired the Ottawa Senator's general manager? And I don't know AI (laughs) The picture with the gun is
2: hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It came back and it was like, I'll kill you. It was like, we can't just render things of like Ottawa Senators people and Ryan Reynolds. So KOC was like, you got to use the term doppelganger. Like what if a doppelganger of Ryan Reynolds? And it it kept pushing shit back at me. And eventually I was like, what if free guy fired (laughs) the Ottawa Senators GM? And it was like, that's a movie. We can't do stuff from the movie. We can make it some superheroes though. So I was like, cool. Uh, and it gave me these. I mean, the one on the all the way on the left. Hopefully, people are watching this on YouTube. Absolutely, that's Hank ripped. Lundquist. The, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Lundquist got a
1: body like that. That's uh, like that why? Because is... he's eating those uh, cheeseburgers. No, I just TNT think that, razzes him for his diet. I mean, who who cares about his diet? Look at the finished result. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just think I'm I'm locked into the the picture. Of the superhero with the gun, and now I'm just thinking about um, like the 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 punishment for this crime is no less than being fired. That's, As he stands there with <laughs> an DK, automatic weapon,
2: the, the the funniest part about that to this that particular one to me is they're like, we can't use senator stuff, but here's a guy that is clearly in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. Yes, right. is it, but, but is it, that like it's orange? Yeah, it's orange. It's like a it's fly. It's like a clear Frankenstein logo. Flyers Penguins jersey. It's like jersey. a reverse. this looks like what they would do for a reverse retro sharks jersey
1: it looks like one (laughs) of those things that uh is like what like those internet things it's like what if we color swapped these rivals jerseys
0: (laughs) yes uh take a look though at the one that sean and i were uh really caught up in the the last one all the way to the right because uh, do any of those people look like other people to you that looks like tom brady Oh, the you way go the Brady? Right.
1: Okay. And then it looks like uh I I my eyesight's pretty bad, but the the one above the Tom Brady looking ass dude yeah. looks like uh from my vantage point, um, looks like Henry Cavill.
0: Okay, so the so the guy third in is for sure Henry Cavill. Okay. The guy all the way to the right though. So the last one, Sean said, why is Rudy Giuliani there? <laughs> and I said, why is Jamie Dornan there? Like Look at that. That yeah. is yeah, okay. politician Rudy Giuliani and actor
1: Jamie Dornan. You can see Tom Brady though, right? Like I we always see about Brady. Tom, Tom Brady is like politician,
0: politician hot. Huh? Yeah. To those of us uh, who don't speak uh, the, the language, politician hot means if you put on a suit and are clean shaven, you'll look hot. Yeah. But a lot of people would look hot when they're like right now, Pete's just doing sweats and i think he looks fantastic thanks i at my age and with uh how how i've maybe uh, treated myself at points need to make sure i'm checking certain boxes in order to look my best so i fall more into like the closer to the like politician hot thing where it's like you need to cultivate a certain look to look good you got that mid-body i got heart I got mid-body Carter Hart. <laughs> uh, you want to transition to that? Or do you want to go? No, I'm question just, about- I, was just,
1: I was just making a joke, like mid-body injury for Cardi Har- Carter Hart last night. And just like mid-body is. is We're
0: going to get on that in a second. You posed a question about the senators though.
1: Yeah, no, the, like my question about the senators is where do they rank in the worst run organizations in sports? And that's not to say like, you know there's a difference between the worst run organizations like the senators and the other, the one I think that maybe only tops them in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, Sorry right. to all our PHNX. Yeah, Sorry, I Sean. need to
2: publicly get on here on the microphone and say I do not endorse this or else I, I will have PHNX people come But, honestly,
0: <laughs> Sean, I was so taken aback when Pete fixed his fingers to type that to us. I thought it was, <laughs> just, fuck it was off. really not <laughs> cool.
1: The My criticism of the Arizona Coyotes is not a reflection of they have no fans, blah, blah, blah. But, like,
0: but then you texted that when we said why are you why are you putting the coyotes Fuck on you. you said they don't have fans and if they do i you said you don't even like them shut up the text? shut up i'm
1: not i'm not dumping on the coyotes but even coyotes fans have to recognize and be frustrated by how poorly they have been run over the past decade
2: or i so. think i think what we said before we went live is like it's not so i said it's the, like the, the kid yeah it's like having a kid
1: or seeing a kid and seeing their parents being awful to them and being like, yo, you're terrible at parenting and you should not have this child. And then other people being like, why do you hate that kid? I don't. I want to see that kid grow up and be successful. So he needs
0: new parents. But it's more saying, and I want to see I love good analogy, and I think that's a in Arizona, a good one, but you're, you're more driving past the the kid's house and saying like, that that place must be a, a, a disaster. Yeah, because and it people, is. And, like, the kid, your kid in the car in this hypothetical is like, but I go to school with that kid. I like him. Yeah, I'm not You're saying. like, well, I
2: just don't fuck with the parents. I feel like right. Coyotes fans won. Because, like, I feel like Coyotes fans, their big thing is, like, people are always like, you play in a college arena. And it's like, cool, bro. Like, we get it. We Mullet know. it rocks. Dude. Mullet is awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's a lot of people who don't understand. But, like, I think even Coyotes fans would recognize that, like, Ownership at times has made some questionable yeah, Kyrie's decisions. Kyrie's fans
1: are being put in a terrible position by the way the team is being run. It, like they're being made fun of and they have to deal with all the backlash and the the, the shit talk from other fan bases.
0: All your texts about them. That's like, right. No. Yeah. But my,
1: my point is like there's a difference between that and like the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are embarrassing and, and irrelevant, but that's because their ownership doesn't
0: fucking care like they're not
1: puking all over themselves they're just like we don't want to
0: spend money they fall more into the
1: they're not trying
0: yeah i think that like poverty franchise can mean a lot of different things in today's day and age right like is it actually a money thing is it that they have a ton of turnover is it that they keep changing their mind about what their direction wants to be there's a million things that can make you look at a franchise and say this is a mess. Who are your other uh, bad franchises, though? I
1: mean, the worst the worst ones that come to mind for me, number one has to be the Washington Commanders. Uh, just with, like, all the shit with Dan Snyder and just the, the disgusting stuff behind the scenes going on there. It's just, like, they've been a pretty bad team. They're uh, just, like, a disgrace to the NFL. The whole, like... The rebranding stuff was a horrible smear on them. Like, everything has been terrible with the Washington community. That there was Very- like,
0: uh, that place was seemingly like rife with sexual harassment and like doesn't even make the first paragraph <sighs> right. of saying this organization is a mess speaks to what a catastrophe that was. And when right. that story came out a few years ago, everyone was like, Brutal, not surprising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I- everything that comes out,
1: all the horrific stuff that comes out about the commanders, the reaction is always, well, yeah. Yeah. They're terrible. The, the commanders,
2: so- or as I like to call them, the commies, are like a head to toe like cultural fail failure like even like what was it last year or two years ago where the the stanchions came down and almost ended jalen Hurts' career oh right like like, that's where it's like culturally they're bad they don't have good players like with the coyotes for example you can look at them and be like well their gm knows what they're doing like bill armstrong's good at his job they have a they have hope if you're a commanders fan it's just like This is not getting better anytime soon. Every single part of what we do from our logo to uh, literally the stadium that we play in is a mess.
0: And I know that it goes to borrow from uh, Michael Landlauer's brain. I know this goes back to the previous ownership, but like never forget the only thing that got the commanders to change their logo was somebody fucking with their money. That was the, I think it was yeah. FedEx, FedEx that was yeah. like, yeah. we're going to put, and people were like, we're going to stop selling you jerseys. And they were like, and, okay, oh, uh, we th- we think we're going to change it. And like the only thing that got Snyder to sell the team was like borderline prison time. <laughs> all right. That is, uh, by the way, that's a uh, commander's talk here on what chaos. <laughs>
1: There's going to be plenty but, more of it. Who else? Uh,
0: commanders, coyotes.
1: And then like the senators honestly might be third, third on that list. I just think about all the shit. That has happened with the senators, and like some of it is is not is not like f- f- explicitly on ownership or like the general manager and stuff. But just think about all the the nonsense that has gone on with that team in the past decade. You've had like the Uber scandal, Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman, that debacle, the team, the 2018 team being disbanded with like fury that we haven't seen since the florida marlins after they won the world series right uh like the uh eugene melnick and like all his nonsense even like he couldn't go on a yacht vacation without it being a a major controversy turning into a lawsuit do you know about this he went on like a super yacht vacation and it turned into a like a 10 million dollar lawsuit because the captain was a disaster Oh. It was, like, violent puking and, like, rampant, like, racism and stuff like that. This, on the.
0: So it's the 2022 movie Triangle of Sadness?
1: <laughs> pretty close,
0: honestly. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. And,
1: like, uh, they couldn't sell out playoff games. Uh, they had to put up tarps in the upper bowl. Do you remember that? Like, now they're losing first rounders and firing the GM. So, like, all of this stuff is kind of culminates into being like this team is either cursed or a joke. It's a fabric thing. It's right. In the, yeah. It's
0: woven into the fabric. And you mentioned the, and Uber that's why I love
1: and Lauer because he's like,
0: I'm sick of this
1: shit. I'm trying to change I this. I bought shit. what I
0: didn't also quickly back on the, uh, play out the rest of the show. Sean. I, I want to hear that as many times as possible. Um, on the, uh, and Lauer and Ryan Reynolds thing. Uh, do you remember why Ryan Reynolds' group didn't get the senators? Uh, no. Bids were due, and their group was like, hey, instead of us uh, submitting our bid, uh, can you give us a window of 30 days to negotiate with you guys? Nobody else can. Mm-hmm. And the senators were like, no. And they were like, well, we might not buy it then. Wow. And they were like, we know you won't then. Somebody else wow. will just buy it. Okay. That was my cursor. So if I'm going to be spending all night doing uh, AI renderings of Ryan Reynolds buying the team, I was like, I should probably read up a little bit on this. And I think that's why that group fell through. Damn. Because they... They were what like, a stupid reason. Yeah, submit a bid, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they did submit a bid, uh, subscribe to the YouTube and that's comment right. on it. Uh, the,
1: the, it just bums me out that we're not getting... Because the big part of the Reynolds wanting to buy the team was like wanting to do an NHL style, welcome to Wrexham. Think about how fucking juicy this would be.
0: God, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, so it just kind of like bums me out that we're not getting that style. Although, like... I I do wonder how much they would even want to put that out. But like, I I think at the end of the day, Ryan Reynolds is more about the TV show than like, I think he would put a lot of this on it just because he knows it would get
0: viewers. Or a Ryan Reynolds doppelganger or a Jamie Dornan doppelganger. Well, we do have to talk about uh, the Flyers. Carter Hart gets hurt versus the Sabres. Were you going to add two more? uh Oh, yeah. Just the the conversation of uh, franchises that are a mess. Cleveland Browns, always and forever. And that's ownership. That's team performance. That's like
2: shady decisions. It's fans at points. Like, it's being in the city of Cleveland. You know what? I've never been to Cleveland, so I don't Uh, know if I can knock it. I hate Cleveland just because it's like Buffalo, but more popular, but worse. Did you, Sean? More popular in what way? They've got more pro gonna, sports teams. I was gonna. <laughs> yes. say, I was
1: gonna say. I was like, I don't think God,
0: Cleveland's very popular. They got
2: they're they're a three sport team, three sport city, right? So mm-hmm. one more than uh,
0: okay. four, if you include Barons, right? You got the Cleveland Browns. You got the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got the Cleveland Guardians. People forget, and, uh, and the Cleveland are the Cleveland Barons still there?
2: No, I idea. know that, that's where the 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 River Monsters are, right? Oh. The AHL team, I know that. So
0: they were an A. So the, there was an AHL team that was the
2: Sharks affiliate
0: called the Cleveland Barons. But AHL teams, ECHL teams, they change, they move all over the place. Uh, so Browns, I would put on that list, and Sneaky right now. I know that Sean is having a rough time because his uh, Arizona Diamondbacks just lost the World Series to the Rangers. Sean's baseball team. The Boston Red Sox kind of belong on that list oh, right now. It's a, this is like a recency bias really. thing.
2: Like I can't currently, even really come on! No, the, I, as
1: much as I hate Red Sox ownership, calling like dis, putting like them in a the discussion of
2: thing. worst run teams. Trading Mookie Betts is one of the worst things I've ever seen that's, happen in pro sports. So
1: there's a, there, again, there's a difference between bad management decisions and being a poorly run organization. The Red Sox That's fucking fair. print money and they've greatly improved Fenway Park uh in terms of like just like from an operation standpoint. Yeah, I I I love making fun of the Red Sox for operating like a small business baseball team, but they are a thriving business. They
2: also have as many World Series as any other team in Correct. the last decade. So, Like they won
0: a World uh, Series 4 years ago. I said ago, it's a bias, but they changed the direction of their team every three years and or every two years and somebody loses their job as a result of it. Pete, they tried, they offered a front office member an interview for their general manager job and she turned it down. Yeah, so that's yeah. not a reflection on her. That's a reflection on them because that is the right move for her to be like, "I no. I mean,
1: you are uh, there are warts with the way that they are being run because like people, it should be one of the most attractive jobs. So that's kind of yeah. that's kind of like there's two hands here. It should be one of the most attractive jobs, so they can't be considered one of the worst run organizations in sports if that in theory mm. is one of the most coveted jobs in the sport. But on the other hand, like they, the, the ownership is meddling in affairs too much that like nobody wants that job. So they are being poorly run at the moment, but they don't make that list
0: as much as I love the idea of starting a hockey show and (laughs) only talking baseball, which I have struggled to get back into for years. Uh, we should discuss the flyers and Carter Hart. We've teased that a couple of times, uh, He leaves the Sabres game with a mid-body injury, which sucks, and we'll see what this ends up being, if it's a little thing, if it's a long thing. I saw in uh, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts post
1: last night said expect him to be out, quote-unquote, for a bit.
0: So that sucks because he's off to the best start he's had post the Flyers ruining him. He had the two years where he... Had, I'd say, more than cups of coffee and showing that he was one of, like, the good young players in the game. They decide to fully make him the guy, give him way too much responsibility, a bad team around him, kind of run him into the ground. He seems like a bit of a lost cause, damaged goods, whatever. Looks good this year, and then...
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that he was ever a lost cause or damaged goods. It was just, like, a failure of protection, and I would yeah
0: a better way to uh, let me rephrase that they were ruining him
1: yeah they I mean they certainly weren't helping him yeah and uh yeah it is a bummer like like he was getting on track and like I don't want to see Carter Hart fail you know <laughs> he's like a really a really strong talent and you know you hate to see kind of a guy get put in a position where everybody's like, bust, this guy stings. Where's your savior now? But like, they really haven't done him many favors and just like a really unfortunate injury, whatever it is, whatever happened last night, it was just like awkward. And then to see him struggling to get up was
0: tough to watch. All right, can we talk about the injury though? Mm -hmm. They said it's a mid-body injury and mid-body jokes aside, that's not even what I want to hit i just want to hit the whole conversation do you know why and this can be a reminder or it can be uh, an education do you know why nhl teams are allowed to term things upper body injury lower body injury uh so that players can't target specific areas because when the player returns to the lineup they don't want those specific areas targeted Do you know which position Carter Hart plays? Goaltender, yes. You hit the goalie, unless you're Milan Lucic, you go to fucking jail. That's right. No one's going to target his fucking penis over, (laughs) like, we know. They said specifically what? All right, fellas, get out there and suck that dick. To which you say, all right, well, they can shoot the puck at him. You shoot the puck at the fucking goalie, you get nudged. You're not trying to hit the goalie.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's it's a little disingenuous though, because like players will take extra shots at a goalie. right. Right. You
0: can try to pepper a spot, but by and large, I mean like if you shoot obviously like if you shoot off the goalie's mask and it doesn't look like an accident, then maybe there can be some trubs there. But just like I'm going to aim for the middle of his body. Sweet. Not, you know what the middle th- of the goalie's body is? That's where they make all their fucking saves. <laughs> People, when your, go- when your player chunks it, you say, you shot it right into the crest or right into his chest. That's the middle of the fucking body. Or I guess like it's it starts to get upper at some point, yeah, but, but we're not I mean, doctors.
1: I'm not talking about shooting at the goalie. I'm talking about like taking little... Extra liberties after a play, after a whistle, like it's a never happened. In the crease, we and- made it up. It's fictional. <laughs> so, writers came up with it. Yeah, and I and I guess like e- even but, even just saying like mid body, you're giving you're given a target area. Like they, you just poke in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you make a good point that like why not just say what it
0: is? Uh, we're making fucking horrible time because we dicked around with the senators so much but honestly had to be done uh bummer for the capitals nicholas backstrom taking time away from the team and the game as uh he deals with injuries this was already going to be a pretty bad season for the capitals who last year had the we're hurt so this can kind of be a one-off freak season we're gonna trade our guys with expiring deals and come back next year we all kind of knew they weren't going to come back this year and now does it already look like sort of a lost season for them? Yeah, I mean, they were old
1: they looked old last year and uh, they didn't look all that good and I think some of this was predictable and they're in a really weird spot right now because they they want to at least stay relevant and keep themselves semi above above water. Just for the purpose of Alex Ovechkin's goal chase. And like, that's the biggest thing going on with that team right now. And it may, it may legitimately be the worst thing for them because otherwise, if it weren't for Ovechkin chasing Gretzky, I think you could look at this team and make an easy decision to be like, we have to move on
0: or like, we have to rebuild. I don't know though, that I do agree with that, but Ovechkin is good at scoring and they don't have a lot of this is definitely what we do well sort of things on their roster. So they have to make that their identity. Like even if there weren't the uh nostalgic and like vibes aspect of like, we're the capitals, we have to be Alexander Ovechkin scoring a million goals. Even if if his name was Pete Blackburn instead of Alexander Ovechkin, I think they'd still be like, if we want to sell tickets. It, and we want to get national games, we kind of have to lean into, we've got this guy who scores a bunch of goals. Yeah, I mean,
1: for sure. And like, Short they're, of... They're still going to sell tickets. Like, people are going to be in, involved and, and, and intrigued. Good fan base. And, like, for Capitals fans, uh, like, Ovechkin passing Gretzky is going to be, like... Th- that's, like, the coolest thing about being a Capitals fan. That like, I got to see this, got to watch, like, the best goal scorer. So, like, I'm not saying like you have to trade Ovechkin and just move on because like you can't, you can't allow him to pass Gretzky in a different uniform. That's the, would be the worst thing for Capitals fans to stomach. Um, But like, it's just, it's a tough spot to be in where, you know, things are not going in a good direction competitively and contender wise. They're probably going to be middle of the pack or worse until Ovechkin or at least like for the next like year or so.
0: If they hadn't won a cup, do you think that they would have like Ray borked him? Uh borked sounds it, late, it re- very sexual. <laughs> as a, yeah, right. uh, I
1: think it really depends on verb w- on what Ovechkin wanted. Right, like uh, Ray Bork was like, "I want to win
0: a cup. I'm not going to do it here. And Please the trade me." Were like, you already played for a cup and he's like no i want to like win one yeah right They're like so, oh I can't do that it's just it's a
1: tough it's a tough i mean it's it's tough from like the backstrom perspective because great career i really i i really don't see him coming back from this like only one player has ever returned from like that hip resurfacing mm-hmm. surgery. And it was Ed Jovanowski and he only played like 30 something games. Uh, Backstrom clearly not right to start this year. Uh, so he he steps away. And I, I mean, like I would be surprised if he comes back just like a, a really tough way. And especially like if you're talking about Ovechkin passing Gretzky, Ideally, you'd like to see it on a feed from Nicholas Backstrom. It would just be like kind of perfect. So only way to do it. Kind of a bummer that that's not going to happen. It's
0: Real close. quick, uh, both of you fellas, I think I know what your answer will be. Do you want Ovechkin to be the all-time leading yes. goal scorer, Sean? Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. He's the best goal scorer yes, ever, and ever. I know that's tough to stomach for certain. And like, if you still want to say that Gretzky is the greatest of all time, you can. Connor McDavid is the greatest all of all time, though. Uh, but from goal a goal scoring standpoint from pure like,
1: goal from a pure scoring perspective, Alexander Vetchkin did it in an era where it's way harder to score. He's done it like consistently, like nobody has ever done it in this era. It's outrageous. And he plays a hard game. Like that's yeah. the craziest part about it. Is he's, that he's
0: not protected. He's <laughs> the, the the best to do that thing. There's only like actually there's a few, but there's only so many players who have certain areas of the ice associated with them. Like Wayne Gretzky behind the net, uh, Ovechkin at that dot. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. We're talking about hips and we're talking about mid-bodies. I got a hip new drink that's got my (laughs) mid-body feeling amazing. The only thing I care about on this show is the transition into Olipop reads. Uh, It's a prebiotic soda. That's right. It's not a probiotic. It's not a probiotic soda, okay, everybody? But they are pros at
1: making sodas.
0: They are. Are and honestly, sometimes they're so pro that they got me feeling bionic. I'm like, is this even my body with how good this prebiotic soda's got me feeling? (laughs) It's good for digestive health, which is very important. If you got any sort of digestive issues, you're probably an American person because two out of three Americans say they suffer from digestive issues. 95% of Americans don't get the daily recommended amount of fiber. Olipop got you covered in both of those areas it's got five grams of sugar less than i should even say Mm. in each can you get great flavors i told you my favorite is that just that classic cola but you could also get grape soda
1: you can get root beer somebody in the chat yesterday said uh, that root beer slaps
0: that root beer does slap and it doesn't it doesn't taste like something that's trying to be something you know, because like sometimes you get some and if these places become sponsors, I'll speak very highly of them. But, you know, sometimes like uh, you get like a certain ice cream that is maybe like lower in sugar and it does this and it tastes like ice cream. And you're like, ah, it tastes like it's trying to be ice cream. Mm-hmm. This tastes like its own drink. It truly does. It's amazing. I go through them. I pick them up at Sweet Green sometimes when I go and grab my salad. You're probably not supposed to mention other brands when you're doing ad reads. But – I love Olipop and I know you will too. They're so confident you'll love their products that they offer 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. So use chaos for 25%, 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkollipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. Pretty good? Pretty good,
1: oh, except except you went with uh you you gave a little tease twenty five percent off and then, I, and then cut it down to twenty. I
0: negotiated <laughs> against the
1: listener and won. You got him real excited. It's 20 percent it, it, off is a
0: good deal. You made it seem like not such a good deal. It's a good deal, Jeff. Kevin Costner draft day. We're gonna do some Kevin Costner material at some point on this uh, podcast. And if you think I'm kidding. I'm not. Uh, last news items that we should uh, quickly hit. Uh, I love that we're making shit time. It just means that we've got so much to talk about. But last news items that we should quickly hit uh, per Elliot Friedman. Noah Hannafin going to hit pause on negotiations with the Flames while he figures out if this is totally where he wants to be. He's yeah. UFA at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, and like not for nothing, based off the
1: numbers that were thrown out there in uh, Friedman's report, uh, he was... Uh, uh, targeting more money than Devin Taves' recent extension.
0: Devin Taves' extension is awesome, though. Y-
1: yeah, but, like, Devin Taves is like, awesome. A little so, more like, consistently use, what he is. Use that as, like, the framework is, like, you want more money than Devin Taves? Like, yeah. if you're the Flames, but, like, uh, not for nothing, if that's the case, the Flames might be kind of say save- They might be benefiting from him hitting pause here. Because like I don't think you want to lock in Noah Hannifin for for more mo- more money than Devin Taves.
0: Yeah, he'd be on his third team. He and uh, Dougie Hamilton kind of careers intertwined there. That's they were true. Created for each other and ended up playing and will end up playing on more teams than I think anybody would have expected. Both very yeah. good players. We yeah. aim, by the way. Did we talk about some the first episode? What we got to get Dougie on the
1: pod? Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of my. That's like my golden
0: goose. I that's think. the golden goose. It's the white, so. whale? white whale. Yeah. I uh, did. I hit up his agent and was like, "Hey, you represent a lot of great players, and you're a great guy. We'd love to have some of your players. I'd like to change but people's minds need on certain need people. Dougie. Like, oh my like, God. Nothing would make me happier. Me yeah. and Sarah Siv are the not yeah. the only two people, but like people who covered. Dougie Hamilton and we're like that guy's so fucking nice and cool I love but I I think that people want to ascribe things to it didn't help that he blocked every single person on Twitter didn't block me (laughs) he blocked like every when he was with the Bruins He this isn't going to help him come on the podcast (laughs) uh, like everybody thinks that he's this just because he did all these things (laughs) no I fucking love Dougie Hamilton really really good guy Uh, and I love Kevin Weeks because he gave us something that we wanted bad one of his shit videos and i say this lovingly because i think that that's part of his brand my favorite one was that he did one recently uh i i want to say that it was
1: on a plane um and he did it like he did like the the shitty framing which is now like a branding part of his videos but he did it on the plane and it you can't hear it because I don't know if you know this planes are extremely loud. Yeah, your brain your ears probably adjust to all of it, right? Yeah, I think so, but like on the video it's just the noise of a plane yeah. and it's just the top of his forehead and he's like breaking news. It's, we
0: can't hear any of this. So his latest breaking news, which he says like, hey, not breaking news. Let's not treat this as breaking news. So, Sean, if you do have a breaking news banner, just toss it up there. Sound any alarms. Just kidding. I'm pretty sure the only audio we have for the show today is... Uh, I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit, which... I didn't which...
2: fucking shit. <laughs> I didn't read shit. I didn't fucking do this. I'm not worried about it.
0: well wait wait, sean uh when we say that kevin weeks is reporting that uh the world cup of hockey is coming back
2: i didn't do fucking shit i didn't (laughs) reach because
0: he does say he's like don't take this as like breaking news but there is discussion that there could be a 2025 world cup of hockey and that it would happen between uh the super bowl and and the beginning of March Madness. At this point, he says it would probably only involve uh NHL players yeah. and there would not be uh like gimmick
1: teams. Did he say that? I, I know that um like it, it had been reported
0: uh, uh he didn't like say that months video, ago. Actually.
1: He didn't say that in the video. It reported been reported months ago that like it, the NHL wants to do another World Cup of hockey, but it would be there they, they would lose Team North America like, probably Team Europe, maybe. I don't know. But, like, if there is another World Cup of Hockey, it's been long expected that, like, Team North America would not be involved again.
0: Okay, so, because we explained the Senators thing, we'll explain if anybody uh, didn't catch the 2016 World Cup of Hockey. They did a World Cup of Hockey in 2016, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, right? Sure. It was, it was sometime around there. It was before now. Uh, we were wearing different clothes. At, at the <laughs> yeah, time. it's hard to know. Uh, yeah, hard to know for you sure. You can never know. By the way, our uh, season preview thing, hit so well but people got mad at me because they said uh i cursed the bruins with a charlie mcavoy suspension by predicting it yeah that's true accidentally but manifested uh at some point they had a world cup of hockey and it was national teams but then there were also these like kind of weird regional teams Mm -hmm. where they did a team europe that was basically any european uh, player, rest of Europe. The, yeah, that wasn't from what Sweden, Czech Republic, or Finland, or depend. I mean, Russia is European and Asian,
2: correct? Uh, Sean says yes. 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 Huge geography. Really? There. Okay. Yeah, Sh- it's like the. I'm it's glad we have a smart person on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. I, like uh, I deserve a little credit for. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you were keep, half yeah.
1: thinking that, yeah. like, right? Like, well, I'm Sean's glad that I'm the dumbest person on this podcast. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> that, that, that we b- both said Sean. Yeah, is, right. Uh, uh, Sean, right, right there, Team North America in the in
0: the locker. I so. thought you were saying that you're bad at geography and po- saying like Sean is over there, That's which right. I thought was going to be a hilarious joke on your part. Um, but. Yeah, they had these like weird, kind of wonky teams, and people fucking loved them. Everybody loved Team North America. Adidas sent uh, both Pete and I care packages. They sent me a bunch of USA stuff, which was very nice. And they sent Pete a Team North America package, which was so much cooler. Mm-hmm. And he's got that jersey that he
1: loves. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved that team. It was the darling of, of the
0: tournament. Um, McDavid, the Matthews. Un- under 23 or 23 and under? It was an under 23 team that had McDavid, McKinnon, Gaudreau, Matthews, Pareko, Bear. Mm-hmm. Like, ba- we still love Shane Bear, But when for Shane Bear first came on the scene, people fucking loved that guy there yeah, was no yeah, talk of, of like i mean he was bad a he, contract there was he was just like shane goss's bear was a
1: college legend too. Yes. so like the, and i believe he won a national title
0: um did he but didn't he play for union yeah he played for union yeah did union win a national title
1: uh if they didn't they had like a gr- incredible run in the uh the frozen four okay so uh this also is a baseball and can't college forget, can't forget ryan murray ryan murray tna
0: legend Uh, Matt Murray also on that team. That's true. Uh, Um, So, anyway, there was also Team Europe. That was the team that I fucking loved because it had Chara. It had... uh, Most
1: importantly, Leon Dreisaitl.
0: That was like Leon like fucking big step out into the world. You Yeah, I remember... And I was a big Drysidle guy.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember being like, why do you love this guy so much? And here we are.
0: I was I believe I was tweeting at Adidas, being like, Hey, uh where they drove. Yeah, I was like, I know you're sending care packages because you already sent me one. Send me a Team Europe one. Anyway, uh there might not be those types of teams this in this 2025 one, if it happens. So we made our own gimmick teams that we hope they would have. Let's start with mine. Uh, I'm calling it uh, Team Nice Adults or Team NA, and that's North American players ages uh, like 27 to 31-ish. And that team will have McDavid, McKinnon, Gaudreau, Austin Matthews, Colton Pareco, the Nuge, Shane Goss Bear, Matt Murray. I would love if they stuck Matt Murray in goal still. <laughs> because that team yeah. would be qualified to have Connor Hellebuck. Yes. Do you remember at the time, they had Hellebuck, but they were only playing Matt Murray and uh, shit. Who is was the... Uh, Carter Hart? Co- no. Uh, what? Carter Hart? No. I don't know. Who, Co- who Carter Hart wasn't? wasn't alive back then, buddy. It was uh, John Gibson. Oh, um, yeah. That makes sense. They were yeah, playing yeah. both those guys, and we were like, hella buck, <laughs> hell buck. I, I mean, think they only played four nasty. games. I think the team kind of... Like wasn't amazing. They were just they, cool. They won two games, right? And I think they, think they went two, two and two. And two. Yeah. yeah. And
1: they didn't make the uh the like elimination round. But I love this idea. Uh Team keep NA. the same jerseys. Yeah. And yeah, we could we're make good. a mock-up of the jerseys. They're I, I would love there. if they did that because like uh the whole thing has been like allow Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews to finally play for team. U- Cause they yes. haven't worn like the USA and Canada jerseys mm. in their entire career. Yeah. Like, uh, like since world juniors. So this would be an awesome opportunity to prevent them from doing that again.
0: Sean and I had this conversation off the air yesterday. People are going to be like, don't uh, teams might be afraid of doing it in season because this was a preseason thing that they did back in uh, whatever year that they did it. And, and, like, fuck that. If guys are on bad teams, I bet players would be so excited to potentially win something.
1: Yeah, I, yeah for sure. I mean, you talk about, um, I don't know, who, who do we want to use as an example there? Like... Uh, we want uh, all not these to dump on not to dump on the, on the, podcast, so dump on the Coyotes, but like a Clayton Keller, like he, they might make the playoffs this year anyway because yeah. they're nasty. This one with the Coyotes, I'm just like Dude. citing from recent examples. <laughs> yeah, uh, like somebody who's just dying to make the playoffs mm-hmm. is probably like Clayton Keller's probably dying to make the playoffs and be on a good team.
0: All right, uh, Pete. What's your team? Uh, my team,
1: uh, unsurprisingly, is Team Short Kings. Woo. And you could have guys <laughs> like Alex DeBrinket, Cole Caulfield, one half of Tage Thompson, yep. w- which would be three foot three. It would qualify for the. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm classifying a short king as an five eight and under. Yeah. So you five eight. Mm-hmm. Um. Or would it be you five nine?
0: It would be your five eight. That, yeah, that's saying. right. You, you don't um, say you, I'm you, saying, you. That's how yes. you would phrase that. Uh,
1: Logan Stakehoven, uh, Matt Zuccarello. You have. Alexander Ovechkin's kid, Baby Ovechkin.
0: Okay, so I was confused by Baby Ovechkin because we're working on a pre-produced thing called Baby Ovechkin that yes. does not involve Alexander Ovechkin's kid. I saw that and I thought you were making a <laughs> reference to something a that bit that doesn't actually exist. Only yet. Only I know. <laughs>
1: yes, no. Uh, I was talking about. Which I would have loved uh, Ovechkin's kid. He's got a sick shot. We yep. know that he's going to be nasty. Cam Atkinson, who I was surprised—I knew that Cam Atkinson was short. Didn't know he was surprised that he was. Uh, uh, qualifying for this. And then I would also throw in Marty St. Louis. That's the one that made me laugh. Marty St. Louis, uh, still in the NHL. So technically qualifies for this team, People although uh, famously, Baby Ovechkin is not in although the NHL. Although he's been
0: spending he, a lot of time on the bench.
1: That's true. He's around the league a lot. So, yeah. um, And then my goalie would be Jordan Binnington mm-hmm. because he's a literal baby. Yes. Um, so doesn't qualify from the height standpoint, but from like the mental standpoint, capacity hmm. he's got a short fuse yes so uh short king by by proxy awesome when we have him on the podcast which we do want and has been discussed you like from us or from? like i've talked to people who have been like i think he'd do it and okay i think that uh it would be he's like my what's the opposite of a white whale
0: a the opposite of a white whale well it depends like a black sheep Uh,
1: maybe like he would be the guy that I don't want as a guest, but I do want as a guest just from like a content perspective.
0: No, I mean, everybody that we've had so far has been kind of, but basically what I'm saying is that I don't like Jordan Bennington. Yeah. I, uh, I just feel like every time with Jordan Bennington, it's oh this fucking guy. Clip, yeah, right. There's a lot of this. I'm sick of that guy. So, uh,
1: then like Binnington. Blues fans will be like, "Oh, still crying about losing in the finals." To, to which your answer correct. is correct. Yes. Yeah. yes, he will haunt me for the rest of my life. But like, there are players from that Blues team, like Ryan O'Reilly, won the con Smythe, and I'm not like, fuck that guy fucking forever. Love I love O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Colton Pareko, I want him on my team. I respect Ryan O'Reilly. I do not respect Jordan Bennington,
0: man. And here's what history. But I will put him on my team because he's p- a big baby. History will forget. Jordan Binnington in Game 7 against the Bruins fucking sucked in the first period. Like, Uh, first, like, 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, Juicy rebound after juicy rebound after juicy rebound. And they just didn't, like, there was one, now I'm getting too in the weeds, but, like, there was one bounce that was so lucky it kind of squirted out uh, into the corner. You are right. And didn't kick.
1: You are right in the sense that, like, during that first period, I had the thought, like, If they don't score right now, they are not going to win this game. Yeah, because like if you're not scoring when this guy is giving you this shit, he's gonna get better.
0: Yeah, Uh,
2: Sean, your team idea is my favorite. What is it? Um, Yeah, it is team old heads. It's players that have retired (laughs) specifically in the last two years, and uh, of which includes the the short the. Shortest king of short kings, Nathan Gerby. Nathan Gerby. Right. Sh- you, you think if, if they
1: iced these teams, Nathan Gerby would look at like the short king squad and be like, why the fuck aren't I over there?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that that would be like a team North America and yeah, exactly Canada
2: sort of thing. <laughs> We're like, yes. Mick David could have fucking been on team Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh So yeah, Nathan Gerby, Andre uh the, the, Defensively, this team kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, Keith Yandles, Dan Chara, P.K. Subban, and then um, Patrice Bergeron. David Krejci, and I had to throw Paul Stassi in there just because uh, he's a recently retired player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and mean, then Corey Schneider, I guess, as my goaltender, not a whole lot of choices, not uh, goaltending of guys that are retired. Because Hank falls outside of yeah, by a right. year, right? Yeah, just outside of the year. I could have expanded it a little bit, but... No, rules are rules. Yeah. That's um, right. But yeah, uh, goaltending, not great on this, uh, not, not a whole lot of options, but... I guess I rock
1: Oh, play. yo, what about Tuukka Rask as your goalie? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess. He wasn't
2: on the list of players. I didn't think of that. Wow. He wasn't on like the list that I was looking at of guys that have retired in the last uh, years, he, but yes. He doesn't have a great
0: reputation with like... When world, the games matter. With like world competition <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. he also, with yeah. like Team Finland, yeah. kind of chunked it a little but bit. But
2: this team, I feel like like you get guys out there who would just be like, we're just here to fuck shit up. Like, yeah. We got, we got nothing going on. That would, I feel would like be, that's they what they Char the was most doing anyway. anyway and they'd the be the most dangerous one. team yeah. because they 100%. don't have
1: to play the rest of the NHL season because they're retired. They'd be like, yeah. we leave it all out on the
0: ice. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And they'd be like, other than like PK Subban would be like taking breaks <laughs> to talk about
2: uh, the Hughes brothers, I think other than that <laughs> that team is going to cook and also we would get the great one of the greatest like meme pictures in the history of the NHL which Char, is the Dana Taro next to Gerby Yes. Um, which yeah I, I just love that so.
0: somebody did say that this show has Nathan For You vibes and i said uh, it's Nathan Gerby for you which does fit because Pete has uh, got a, nathan a little Nathan Gerby i sure yeah, do. Uh, whenever i uh, say situation. nathan gerby
2: i have to say buffalo sabers legend it's nathan true
0: uh, not around here you know where he went to college? No. Boston College. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't. BU, I think. Unless, yeah, I could be wrong. Who fucking cares? Uh, shout out Nathan Gerby, though. Uh, we said there'll be more Brad Marchand stuff uh, yesterday. We had him on. Uh, and in case you didn't hear that, here's a quick little clip I will retire. And as a thank you for Brad coming on the show, we commissioned our friend uh, Sir Collect-A-Lot. Who makes all sorts of bonkers bootleg toys to make a toy for Brad Marchand? And if you know anything about Brad Marchand, he loves getting suspended. I kid! <laughs> he loves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. He's a big, I believe, Raphael guy. Who cares? Uh, he does. Okay,
1: I, n- I don't know enough about them individually. I just know them as a
0: collective. Oh, you're saying who cares about the turtles, not who cares about like his affinity. Correct, yeah. So, anyway, we had Sir Collect-A-Lot make Brad Marchand as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, we saw Brad recently, gave him the toy. What gets cut off at the beginning of this is us approaching him with a box and Brad saying to me that he hopes the gift is not inappropriate. Pete then has a banger of a line. I, no, it wouldn't again. Box <laughs> not again. Uh, as a gift guest. for you first being guest. our first guest um, We commissioned bootleg toy maker So yeah. collect a lot Collaborator with such people as Tyler the Creator Big rappers to make you your own uh, No way Brad Marshawn action figure
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is unbelievable How fucking awesome is that
1: right. is That, that is insane fucking- dude it's a one-of-one, one, yeah, by the that way, is.
0: So don't not in mad production yet. yet, not, not yet. yet. If it ends up that online, we will know. unbelievable.
2: I love because I kind of look like a rat, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't so, tell him to yeah, do that, not so worry. Yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so terrific. terrific. Enjoy. Put it, in a, put it in a
2: nice place. Oh, don't worry. That's going on the shelf. Fuck yeah, dude. Thanks, boys. Appreciate yeah. that.
0: Check out Sir Collect-A-Lot on Instagram and wherever you check out things. He makes wild stuff. Marshawn sincerely did fucking love that. Yeah. He
1: was so happy. My my two favorite things about that clip are how happy he was that uh, that he received that gift. And two, like the, the stark difference between the energy on... The energy on the interview was great, but it was a little bit more like what is this? Yeah. And then when he knew what it was and saw us again, like a week later, he was like you motherfuckers and knew exactly what to expect. and was just kind of like very,
0: very chummy. He helped us so much by, by doing that. And as we say in the interview, like I covered him back in the day, uh, when he was young, when I was young, or whatever. So I was probably like nervous in some of those early years as a reporter. But he was always really just like, like, off the outside of interviews and everything. He was a little weird. I was a little weird, or whatever. So I am grateful that he didn't know what this was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was like, even though Pete has probably tweeted fucking God knows what about me. Although you're not, you're a Bruins fan. I I mean, I love Marshan, but I will, I
1: mean like he does dumb shit and when he does dumb shit, I'll say he just did some dumb shit.
0: It's all to say like with him like knowing me to be kind of a weirdo and you being an online wild card and him just being named captain of the Bruins, it would have been very easy for him to say like, you know what, the heat's a little too hot on you guys or this whole thing so I'm going to sit it out. But him doing it led to us being able to book other dope shit, both with the Bruins, some of his teammates, and with other star players across the NHL. So, like, that's truly a little tease. Immensely grateful yeah. to Brad Marshawn. He's an awesome dude. A- yeah, 100%. Everything
1: you said is correct. Like, banger guests probably wouldn't have been possible if we didn't get to say, like, hey, we did this with Brad Marchand. We want to see how it came out, and so that opened the door. But also, like going back to what I said earlier, like I I would love to change people's opinions of certain players. And I saw the reaction to our first episode. A lot of it was like "fuck you guys" for making me like Brad Marchand. Yeah, so love that.
0: I, yeah, there was like a lot of what's the story here? Why did that happen? How did that happen? Like, are you guys family friends or something? (laughs) Because like, why was he so comfortable with it? And it was like, he's a cool dude. Once he got, once he got past the, and like the the first joke that we made is kind of a risk because if he wasn't into it and we made that joke, he could have really been like, okay, I'm out. There yeah, but then is. we
1: would have got Brad Marchand walking out after the first question and it would have been an awesome start to the podcast. Well,
0: we've got some insane guests coming up next week and one of them, we showed uh, the uh, clip of the Marchand interview to before the interview and he said, yes, do shit like this. Do this with like every player. So then we did some of that shit with him and after like three minutes, he was like, I'm going to fucking leave if you guys don't <laughs> stop dicking around. So we've got huge very excited for next next week's
1: guests so uh if you have not subscribed on youtube or followed us on spotify apple podcasts all those places that you get podcasts do that now or do it in like two minutes after this episode is over and uh we will see you next week for several banger guests